right, and welcome to the Hearts Unleashed podcast, where we are turning dreamers into doers. And we have a very empowered doer, Katie Harney, the co-CEO of Empowered. She runs an online business with her husband aimed towards empowering women to embrace their bodies and also adopt a lifestyle versus short-term mindset. That is so important, you guys. And also she helps people to take charge of their health and their happiness. She's a mom. She's a CrossFit woman. She, I'm looking at her and she's got arms of steel. And <laughs> I wish you guys could see the video right now. She also loves trying out new restaurants and staying up way too late to binge watch TV. <laughs> 90 Day Fiance specifically. Uh, so I love to... Thank you so much for being here. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got started and what you're up to. Thank you. Um, it's kind of a funny story, I guess, you know, where all of us end up always has some sort of, you know, journey behind it. And where we are right now is not anywhere I would have ever pictured myself. Um, I feel like I was kind of raised like most of us that, you know, you go to school, you pick a career when you're 18 and you should kind of know what you're doing and you run with it and you just do that. You find a job and whether you love it or not, you work, you work for the weekend, you work for retirement. And that was, you know, the mindset that I was in for, you know, most of my life up until shifting to what I'm doing now. So I started my professional career as an audiologist. So it was eight years of school to get a doctorate. And, you know, even during school, I was, you know, not super into it, but again, had that mindset of you go to school, you get a job, you work. And that's just what being an adult is. So you just kind of have to do it. So I got pregnant when I was, ooh, how old was I? 29. And, you know, after having my son, I ended up only going back part-time because, you know, I wanted to be, of course, home with my, my new baby, but really just kind of found myself working for that six o'clock, you know, clock out, working for that weekend, being okay with what I was doing, but really just feeling I was, I was going through the motions. You know, I was selling hearing aids. I wasn't really in charge of, you know, what I could do with my day. And again, at the time, just thought that's what life is meant to be. So when I dropped down to part-time, my husband who had been, he had owned a gym at that point for, uh, he was like five years in, he saw this vision of taking what he was doing in his gyms online. And I just didn't understand what that meant at the time. Like, obviously, of course, you can buy things online, but I was like, we're just, there's no way that people like us could do that. So it really kind of started out with him kind of guiding me saying, here, do this video. We'll, you know, shoot some workout videos like we do at the gym. We'll sell them and we'll see what happens. And we very much went into it, not at all knowing what we were doing. There was no business plan. It was just, let's see what happens here. And I look back and I think that was actually a really important and good thing we did. Cause I think a lot of people overthink taking that big next step in their life. They're like, you know, I need a business plan. I need to have everything figured out before I get started. And I look back now and we just started. And I think that was the big catalyst to realizing that you just need to act versus overthink and hold yourself back essentially. So started filming these workouts. It didn't really feel really personal to me. I didn't really quite understand what he was doing, all the the legwork. And I was just, you know, kind of being the girl in front of the camera. Um, It wasn't until after I had my son and 
you know, I won't go into too much detail, but I had about 10 years of uh, health issues, gut issues that were just sort of this on and off thing that really came to a head after having my son. He was three months old. I ended up spending 48 hours in the hospital with no answers and decided at that point, I need to get control of my health, take Mm -hmm. charge, figure out what's going on rather than just having doctors prescribe me over-the-counter medications that really aren't solving the problem. So I took the time, I met with a nutritionist, I met with a dietitian um, and a naturopathic doctor, found out that I, I was given an answer, you know, after years of just being told, well, this is common for women to be bloated and uh, crap all the time. Um, yeah, I think many women have uh, gone through that experience. Yeah. Um, finally had an answer. I had something called uh, SIBO, which is small intestinal bacterial overgrowth. So just an imbalance of the bacteria in your gut. And working with these women, which made it even better, um, working with these women, I, I basically learned how to heal myself and completely transform my health through diet. So that was really the light bulb there. It was so interesting to me to figure out how foods affect our body, how important what we eat is, and I realized that was what I wanted to learn more about and that was what I wanted to do. So while I was still working part-time, I ended up getting my certification in nutrition consulting. And I told my husband, these workouts are great, but what I really want to share with people is how they can change their diet and do it in a way that's easy and tastes good and really start feeling these incredible benefits that I'm feeling um, just by making these changes. So Again, still working, still have this little baby. I, I wrote my first plan that is still the 30-day plan that we share with women today. And that was the first of many um, big shifts in our business. We finally had a real product, something that we were both really excited and passionate about. And we started actually selling it and working with women. And I got to see that something I created was helping other people. And that was really just kind of the catalyst of, okay, I want to actually do this, quit my job completely, um, which was scary, um, mm-hmm. you know, eight years of school. But, you know, it obviously looking back now, it's the best decision uh, I ever made. And that's just the beginning of how we're, where we are now. Yes. When did you make that leap, quitting your career and going full-time? March of 2017. So my son was one. I, I remember the day still. Yes. And it was really liberating. <laughs> yes. Um, there, I have about a million questions for you. So I'm going to try to not bombard you. Sure, but I want to talk really a lot there. So. Oh, no. Loved it. Loved it. And I, you know, um, I really appreciate that you did because, like, I feel like I know you and, and I love because I can imagine our audience hearing these things and saying, like, Abby asked this. Oh, what should, like, imagining that they want to talk to you too. So I'm going to try to ask all the questions I can of think course, of. Course. This is so great. But um, so you took this big leap, March of 17. I kind of, actually want to start from that back end is it's 2020. Three years of doing this. And when you're scared in March of 17, like what do you tell that version of you? What do you tell that Katie now? Oh my God. I mean, where we are in three years, I wouldn't have even, I couldn't have even fathomed. Like just kind of saying this out loud now makes me realize what a short time it really has been and how incredible growth has been. Um, I wish I could have told that Katie who was a little scared, um, scared of what 
other people thought. You know, fortunately, most people that I, you know, told I was doing this, my parents were very supportive. Um, most people were, you know, all for it, but I still had that fear of, you know, I don't have this easy career that I can tell people I do. That's one of those first questions that somebody asks when you meet them. What do you do? What do you do for a living? And the one of the biggest barriers I had was why I didn't want to quit was because it was so easy to say, I'm an audiologist. Mm-hmm. And it made me feel like I had some sort of, you know, important job that was easy to explain. Um, I wish I could go back and say, that does not matter at all. Like, it doesn't matter what you tell people, no matter what you do. My favorite quote is that no matter what you do, people are going to judge you or hate on you. So you might as well just do what you want because there's, it's a lose-lose situation if you do everything based on what you think other people are going to um, view you as. So that would have been the biggest thing was to just go for it and think big. Don't limit yourself. Yeah. Yeah. You know what landed for me? And I've, I've never like heard it or said it this way. It's like, it doesn't matter if you like your title, if you hate yourself <laughs> or if you hate like yeah. the life of it. And so that just, I just came right through. And I wanted to share that because I get it. Um, I get it a lot is I have my degree in education, uh, PE and health, and then also special ed. And I, you know, you, I knew I was going to do that since the ninth grade. And then after I was teaching for three years, like I knew that those four walls weren't big enough. I knew I wanted to have such a bigger, make a bigger difference, have a bigger impact. And I wanted to do it in a different format, like in my way or whatever that felt like. And and I remember thinking, wow, did I really just spend this much money and time to get the degree and the title to then just give it up? What do you say to yeah. someone who's on that threshold? I mean, God, I completely, what you said right there resonates with me so much. Like you almost feel locked in. You know, I went to school, I paid the money, I put in the time. I can't just throw this away. Um, But that's when I go back to looking at, you know, just the long-term and the long game that, yeah, you went to school. In the grand scheme of things, that's still a very short part of your life. Um, eight years, yeah, it's a long time. Um, and you know, four years or six years, whatever you want, that's it's a long time. But in the grand scheme of your entire life, it's it's not that long, and it wasn't a complete waste of time. You still had experiences, you still got knowledge out of it. Yeah, it kind of sucks still paying the student loans off that you're not, <laughs> but your opportunity for growth can be so much greater if you break down those walls, break down those four walls. If you feel that you're closed in, some people, I think like and need that sort of structure, I actually feel like I used to be that person that tell me what to do and I'll I'll do those tasks. I was a good student. Um, I was a good employee. Yeah, I'll do these tasks for you. Um, But if if you do feel that little bit of an itch where you want some more control and and your education is holding you back, you're not locked into that. You don't need to be committed to that. You need to be committed to what your future might hold for you. And you'll never know what that future holds um, if you don't go for it. It's either going to be, you know, 50 years of a job that you're just met about and you work for retirement, or it can be a lifetime of growth and learning new things and getting new experiences and something that you never would have dreamed of if you stayed in that box. Yeah, totally. And, um, you know, exactly where we are. I think that a great read for anybody listening and really like diving into this is the called The Big Leap. And we're talking about taking a leap and being at that threshold. And and what you were sharing was about when, when we're in our career, 
that we've chosen because we think it's going to be the best option for us. And we're really good at like good student, good athlete, competitive, you know how to get the A, you know how to follow directions. Like that's our zone of excellence, right? (laughs) We're really good. We're excellent at doing those things, but it's not the zone of genius. Like our true innate genius. And so what do you, like just in hearing the difference between those two, like how are you now living in your zone of genius? Wow, I really like that. Um, I, because I was a good student, I loved being evaluated and being tested. Um, but when you, you're in that mindset, you're living in a world of just comparing yourself to other people. Um, and I think when you get out of that mindset of what you're capable of, that's when things completely open up. Um, again, I, when I was an audiologist, I was, I have to hit the sales goal. Let's just, you know, focus on hitting this arbitrary thing that's been set for me rather than, again, the sky being the limit of, of what I'm capable of. Yeah. Yeah. And it's really beautiful. Um, something else that you were saying about the, I call it adulting 101. When, once we do get out of school and we believe that, okay, this is it. We have the lifestyle long attitude about career. And I think that, you know, you're from Munster, Indiana. I'm from Whiting, Indiana. I personally think it's like a Midwest mindset, right? And mm-hmm. although I've, I'm finding out like it's obviously it's all over the world is that's just an outdated kind of thing is that you would have to stay in a certain lifestyle or um, lifestyle, also career. So now you were talking about your diet and you were also, you promote how it's different like diet, like fad diet versus versus true healthy lifestyle. Tell us about the difference between those two. So I think that that short-term mindset is something that a lot of us fall into with everything, you know, get rich quick, lose 10 pounds in five days, you know, really, both of them really unsustainable ways of hitting your goals. Um, Most of the women that I've worked with have been on that diet roller coaster over and over and over and over again, and they're done because they want that quick fix. They want that short-term excitement that we get when we do something that's too extreme. So I really try to promote sustainability and the idea that consistency doesn't always mean perfection. Um, Because again, I I think everybody does it, but especially women, we get in our heads that we're going to adhere to this diet. And if I stray from it, I've ruined everything. And that's a very short-term mindset. You know, your life isn't a series of seven-day diets or 30-day challenges. It is your entire life. So um, I really try to teach women that, you know, again, A, they have control completely over how they treat their bodies. But if they decide to treat their bodies by having an ice cream sundae, that's okay. To be in that long-term mindset of being consistent versus being perfect, if that makes sense. It totally does. So... Explain a little bit more the difference between weight loss and health. Because when I heard you talking about like your gut health, that really resonates with me. Um, I gave up, <laughs> I gave up uh, caffeine and alcohol and some other things for, for 20 days in a row. And my I was seriously like levitating. This was be- this was in 2019, and I was like like so clear minded, so present. Like my, I was so in tune and I was like, this is what life is like. And it was great. And then right after that 20 days, I had a beer because I was trying to then decide what am I going to incorporate back into my, my life. Right. And, um, I had a beer and I had an instant stomach ache 
And it dawned on me, I go, oh my God, I've had this stomach ache my, basically my entire adult life. I have no idea. And so talk to us about the difference between like weight loss and then a true health and healthy lifestyle. That is a really good example. And and there's a lot of variability between people. You sound like that's probably a smart thing to just not ever have in your life. Um, I think mental progress is a really important thing. For some people, mental progress is being able to say no to something forever. For some people, mental progress is being able to pick and choose and be okay with it. Um, I had a thought that I just lost. Oh, that is okay. Um, weight loss. So the biggest thing that I try to do with every woman that gets my 30-day challenge or, or any or enrolls in any of my programs is to not make the scale or their weight loss the primary thing that they focus on. Our biggest, we always share the hashtag NSV or non-scale victory. Um, okay. So somebody, we have a support group that has 10,000 women in it. So it's women wow. sharing, asking questions, um, sharing their struggles, sharing their victories. And anytime I see someone say, I'm so excited I lost, you know, 10 pounds on this 30 day challenge. That's great. That was probably a goal of yours. Tell me more. Mm-hmm. Tell me the other things that you're noticing because anytime I ask that, they have a laundry list of other benefits that they're noticing. And that's the thing that's really going to be motivating down the road. Because the thing about weight loss is that when you start any new, you know, regimen, when you start eating more whole nutrient-dense foods or cutting down your caloric intake from what you were doing before, you're going to see what feels like instant results. And it's really, really motivating. Um, we start our 30-day challenge with, it's a 3-day detox. And I kind of hate using that word, um, but it's a detox where you're actually eating real foods. It's not like a juice cleanse or anything like that. But um, for women that have you know, been eating a lot of refined foods, a lot of processed foods, a lot of caffeine, a lot of sugar, they go through that three days and they A, feel awful. Some of them, not all of them, um, right. but they feel awful and they see really big weight loss. You know, I've had women lose 10 pounds in three days. Yeah. And I try to tell them, you know, if your body is A, reacting because you're eating a lot of fruits and vegetables, which is what you're doing in this three days, that should be a wake-up call to you that, you know, what your habits before were probably not so great. Because um, again, they always come out of that three days feeling amazing, but it's when they go through those first couple of days of sugar withdrawals and caffeine withdrawals, they their body is just like, what have you taken away from me? Right. Um, it ends up being a really big wake-up call to focus on how your body is, is feeling. Um, right. But in regards to that weight loss, they see this big loss and I have to be really, really careful to counsel them to not continue to expect that. Right. Then um, if you lose... 10 pounds your first week of doing something. If you lost 10 pounds every week, after a few months, you would waste away to absolutely nothing. <laughs> um, so in regards to you know the question you asked, focusing on the nine scale victories over anything I think is extremely important. Energy levels, the way your clothes fit, taking before and after photos, your mm-hmm. measurements, um, but then also knowing that you're going into it, understanding that what the scale says and what your weight does is going to go down. It's going to go up. It's going to stay the same. And if you go into it knowing that and accepting that, you're going to be infinitely more successful than somebody that goes in expecting to see a loss every single day that they step on the scale. Cause that's just not realistic. Um, and it's just not going to happen. So, so mindset is really huge there. Yeah. Thing we focus on. 
I love it. And I have a little bit more of a technical level question because I'm going through, you know, I was just sharing about sobriety and also like been changing my diet and stuff. And and my sister often talks about gut health as well. And so I'd love for you to like teach us a little bit about understanding that. Because from my own experience, it was maybe two weeks now I've gone without sugar. And... Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, and let's say, right, because I am finding sugar in everything. So I'm like really trying to be under like 30 grams a day. So, so that like added sugar you're trying to limit? No added, right. No added sugar, right. I'm still on the, I'm still like fruits and veggies, yes. And then my, my treat a day is a, cho- a dark chocolate square. Like, so there is still sugar that is there. <laughs> That's okay. That's well, good. And the, the thing that I noticed was, I don't feel as swollen or puffy or like the anti-inflammatory aspect. So I, and I don't know the science behind it, but I'm sure that we would all love to feel less bloated and puffy. And that's what I heard you talking about with the gut health. And so say a little bit more about that or like how we could all get started on making some shifts at home. Yeah. So, I mean, sugar is a big one. Um, You know, at least during my challenge, I encourage people to avoid it, limit it as much as possible. Um, and again, it's the, the approach that I like to take when people are making a lifestyle change is to kind of go really all in on food quality first and then mm. learning how to mm. work in their favorite things in moderation later on. Because um, what I do find is that when you go all in on that food quality and you focus on eating um, nutrient-dense, whole satiating foods and really limit the added sugars. Um, that's when you, you know, lose those sugar cravings, number one. So when you start to introduce them back, they aren't quite as strong as they were before. Mm-hmm. Um, when I was going through my own, you know, gut health, I followed something called a low FODMAP diet. And that's what my, most of my plans are based off of. And again, it's eating mostly these, you know, highly nutritious foods, lean protein, uh, fruits, vegetables, limiting dairy. And Mm. it's pretty amazing what, how much you can eat. Um, and the benefit it can have on just reducing inflammation, reducing bloating, because you're not adding in these inflammatory triggers, um, into your diet. Um, the important thing too, is to also supplement with anti-inflammatory foods. So turmeric, cinnamon, um, many fruits and vegetables, um, all can have those anti-inflammatory properties just to help reduce that bloat. And, you know, again, the benefits that you're noticing as well, just by cutting out um, those refined foods. Yeah, I was just going to say, um, it sounds like you're just telling us to give up processed foods too. Not just, but I hear processed foods aren't the option. Let's go with some whole whole and fresh. And so I like that idea. Yeah. There, I mean, there's been a lot of studies where, you know, in order to lose weight, we have to be in a calorie deficit. But a lot of studies have found that when people just cut out refined and processed and, you know, they have a lot of um, sugar added to them, they lose weight. Yeah. And I really want to make sure that I make it clear that I don't believe you should cut out foods you love for the rest of your life. Yeah. Um, But it is important to commit to it for, you know, three weeks, 30 days, really see the effect it has on your body. Mm. Um, And then we work together on kind of incorporating things back in on occasion. You know, again, I am someone that I have a Dairy Queen blizzard probably once a month. So I'd be yeah. a complete hypocrite if I tell people don't ever eat processed foods, don't ever eat sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, food has more, it's, food is fuel. Food yeah. also has, in, in, in my opinion, also has other um, factors attached to it. And one of them is just 
eating it for pleasure. And I think that's an important thing um, for making this a true lifestyle to accept that, yes, I can have this every once in a while um, because consistency does not mean perfection. And I can still maintain a generally healthy lifestyle and reap the benefits of that. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome tips. Thank you so much. And then when you keep referencing your company, you keep saying we we want to know what it's like to work with your husband. (laughs) Oh my gosh. You know what? That was the other scary thing. (laughs) Taking this leap, um, working, you know, I was pretty independent at my past job. I was an audiologist. He knew nothing about audiology. It was my jam. It was my thing. Um, So working together, I was definitely pretty scared about. And I, you know, we've had our disagreements. We've had creative disagreements where, you know, once I actually stepped up and said what I thought, he's a, you know, he's a great person. He actually does listen. Um, and I think it was when I did start speaking up about what I believe, cause you know, I won't go into too much detail, but I feel like we just did things in the past that we were told that I didn't necessarily agree with. I didn't feel good about. And when I started really voicing my opinion on what I wanted to convey, what I wanted to really put out there, he listened, we reevaluated, and we completely turned our company around for the positive um, to focus more on building a brand, building a real tribe versus just making money. It really turned a tide in a good way, you know, making it more enjoyable for both of us once I actually spoke up what I wanted for the company. You know, like I said, we do have our days where he wants to talk about something and I'm in the middle of dealing with the kids and I'm like, why are you bringing up this idea to me right now? Like, what are you doing? We need to sit down later. And then when we sit down later, he doesn't want to talk about it. So we have that every once in a while. But once the communication is open, we're usually great on the same page. We survived being in quarantine together, running a business together. And this has been, you know, our best year yet with many more great things to come. So overall, nine out of 10, 10 out of 10, working with my husband. (laughs) I love it. I love it so much. Thank you for the transparency too. Not like, oh, it's all sunshine and rainbows. It's great. You should try it too. And that communication has really gotten you through any of the toughest times. And so what would you say that maybe you can answer for yourself and what you've seen in him is like, what have you guys had to give up in order to have this life that you've created? That's a great question. Um, I'm trying to look back because right now I feel like we're living our best life. Um, I feel like we're very, very lucky right now that we're in the, you know, in the world that we're in. We both work from home. We both get to see our kids. We have a lot of flexibility. It's it's wonderful. Um, but I do look back and again, my husband started his own gym 10 years ago. He put in 80 hour plus weeks. Um, and when we started this, it was the same thing. We gave up a lot of our time and a lot of the money we made went right back into the business. A lot of people think that when you start making money with a business, you just get that money. Um, I've had friends, you know, try to do calculations in their head. Well, I know you did, you sold this many of this and you have this many members. And I'm just like, eh, I don't have that <laughs> in my bank account. Yeah. Um, building a business is really being smart with your money and reinvesting, reinvesting, reinvesting versus, you know, going out and treating yourself because you made some money. So um, that has been, you know, again, things are 
turning a tide right now for the better, but it, that was a big sacrifice we made for a while. And then just time, um, especially, you know, we didn't have any childcare during quarantine. So mm-hmm. it was working at night, working during naps, working when both of my kids were up and sticking them in front of the TV, like, you know, many moms did. Um, but even before that, just kind of that feel of never being off the clock, which I'm sure you can understand. The only thing I did miss about my last job was at least at six o'clock I was done and I didn't have to think about anything. But <laughs> with this, it's a lot of staying up late. My husband and I would even have, you know, brainstorming sessions where we'd work together in the same room and work on things. Just kind of not going on vacations or not doing a lot of the things that many of our friends were doing um, yeah. because we knew that if we just stuck with it and kept going, it would build up to something. And it has. And it's and there's so much, the sky's really the limit with an online business. So I personally feel like I'm seeing the light at the end of the tunnel of sacrificing all that time, sacrificing money to really build something. I'm so glad and so grateful that you gave that perspective because I just think that to say it, you know, bluntly, I think it's very immature to think that day you open your doors is the day you become a success. Like, and then people quit because that's not the case. And the fact that like, for me as well, like I'm in year four of my business and it is taken until year four to truly feel the shift of the investment. And like, I'm so with you. I, anytime, I, ne- I didn't get paid, quote unquote, I didn't get paid on my own work until I, you know, creating the books and the podcasts and the services and the programs and like all of it, and there was always an investment or always my coaching, you know, coaching in my getting my own coaching and support and structures. And so like there were so many times where I would either I wouldn't know where income was coming from or I'd have to go get a part-time job just to support the process, but I knew like never stopping to go for the vision. And one of my favorite quotes that truly gets me through is live a few years like no one else will. So you can live forever like no one else can. I and it, love that. That is, we're the same. Yes. 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 <laughs> And it's so important because in today's world, I was just on a call with a client yesterday. I'm like, listen, dude, we're millennials because he's expecting a um, film career to to skyrocket. And I'm like, we're millennials. Like we have to decondition our instant gratification bug, right? Like we have to take that out. And delayed gratification is where the success of a business lies, no matter what, even in the online world. Because, and I've seen this a lot too, is there is overnight success and it is not sustainable for whatever reason it pops off, right? Or one other example is like when someone seemingly pops off, like all of a sudden we've heard about them, doesn't mean that they haven't been working on their stuff for the last 10 years. What do you have to say about all that? Wow, you just dropped so much good stuff. (laughs) I don't even know where to start. Oh my gosh. This is my favorite topic or one of them. All of this. Um, I don't even know where to start. Wow. Um, Yeah, there's a lot of misconceptions, I think, about the online world. Um, I listen to a lot of podcasts. And one thing I keep hearing that's really frustrating is it's so easy to make money nowadays online. Like, you can sell anything. And I'm like, like, yeah. Yeah. But there's so much, so much more to it. Um, I think um, if anybody out there is interested in taking their business online or taking this sort of risk, understanding exactly like you said, getting out of this instant gratification mindset is huge. And going into it 
A, just starting, just doing something. Again, we didn't know what the hell we were doing. I look back at our first program we sold and I'm like, this is total garbage. Uh I don't believe in this at all. And fortunately, we picked things up and, you know, had something that we really love and believe in and again, still promote to everyone this day because to this day, because we believe in it, but you have to start, you have to understand that there's going to be so many failures and they're just little bumps in the road. And I remember listening to a podcast recently that put that in such a great perspective. Um, and I'm probably going to completely ruin the way he worded it, but, um, it was somebody, you know, asking, you know, if you're a multimillionaire at 50 years old, let me reword it this way. Say you invested a lot of time and money into something that didn't work Mm. and it was a failure. You know, for, for example, for me, we invested a lot of time and money into building a webinar to try and, um, sell a product that we really believed in. And it just did not work. It completely tanked. We spent hundreds of dollars on learning how to build a webinar, hundreds of hours of time creating the webinar, actually doing the webinar. And it just bombed. And it was one of those times where I was like, why are we doing this? This is such a waste of time. And if somebody were to ask me, like, Sam, let's hold it. If I'm a multimillionaire in, you know, 25 years, if they were to ask me, what about that webinar? Like, was that, you know, a big deal? I'd be like, no, it didn't matter at all. There's going to be all of these little failures that seem like massive fires at the time. But again, in the grand scheme of things, you're going to look back and it's not going to mean anything. You just have to try something new, take it as a learning experience and keep going and try something different because something else will work. You just need to find what that one thing is. Yeah. So valuable because I I too, you you always have a launch that might flop and you got to be willing to fail is what I heard you say is be willing to fail, be willing to risk it, be willing to try it because if you don't... And and then the same thing is like, I look back at my first programs, like, was I drunk when I made that? Like, <laughs> I've, read, I've read some chapters that I read and I'm like, where, what, what headspace was I in? And that that you always just take the gold nuggets out of it anyways. You know, you you learn something from it, you refine your skill, you refine your purpose, your message, your passion, and that it just keeps giving birth to whatever's next. And I love sharing like, you can't get there from here. You can't jump the Grand Canyon in one jump. You have to build a bridge across it. And like each, sometimes it's planks of failure <laughs> and planks of many successes. And so um, I just think that that's such an important message. And I would love to ask as we begin to wrap it up is like, what message would you love to give any of our listeners today? What would you love to leave everyone with? Uh, I mean, one of my favorite things or one of my favorite quotes is that success is never linear. And you know, just what we just talked about right there is what kind of pops that in my head. And because that's for everything, that's for weight loss. You're not going to lose 0.5 pounds a week, every single week until you hit your goal. Um, it's going to be up and down and crazy. And you're going to feel like a failure. And then you're going to feel amazing. And it's, it, it's going to be like that a hundred percent of the time building a business or taking any risk or, or any big goal you might have in life, the path to get there is never a straight line. It is always staggered. It is always a roller coaster. um, And you have to be kind of ready for the ride in order to reach that success. Yeah, totally. I love it. And last question is, what does it look like for Katie's heart to be unleashed? It feels damn good. I wake up every day excited to do what I'm doing. I wake up every day feeling really blessed and really fortunate that I 
live a life I have. And I'm just really glad I took that risk, you know, only three years ago. Yeah. So fabulous. And I really loved how I asked future tense and you answered present tense. Like that made my heart happy. Like, it's oh, I didn't not, realize. It's a, you know, it was, it was literally perfect because, you know, I think that we tend to, I didn't even realize I was asking in future tense. And then to hear you just answer from such bliss and such joy and gratitude was just very heartwarming. So thank you. Thank you for bringing that to the call today for the interview and to our listeners, because I think that we all have some passion on our heart and we're really meant to unleash it and and share what we know with the world and be willing to make that transition, be willing to put ourselves out there, be willing to fail and be willing to succeed. So Thank you for being such a shining example of that. Thank you so much for having me. This has been awesome. Yeah, awesome. And so how can people start to follow you, maybe join your programs and talk to you more about weight loss and a healthy lifestyle? Yeah, so I'm on Instagram, um, Empowered with Kate. I run it. So if you DM me, it's me you'll be talking to. Um, I'm on Facebook, also Empowered with Kate. And if you're interested in my one dollar. It is truly one dollar. Thirty day challenge. You can go to joinempowered.com/slash thirty. Perfect. Joinempowered.com forward slash 30. We will get that all linked up in the show notes, but thank you so much. And um, I think I'm going to be checking out your 30, your $1 30 day challenge. Cause I, I still, <laughs> I want to, I want to see what else is out there as far as making the diet and the lifestyle a lot of fun. So I look yeah. forward to that and just thank you so much again. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Yeah. And thank you, hearts. I hope you got everything you needed for your heart and your gut and your mind and your health and your body and that you feel inspired to go live your heart unleashed. So thank you for tuning into the Hearts Unleashed podcast where we are turning dreamers into doers. Thanks for tuning in to the Hearts Unleashed podcast. We hope you found all the inspiration that you needed today and that you use it to take the next inspired action on your dreams. If you loved the show, share it with a friend. We love spreading the love. For more information, to listen to more episodes, or to shop Hearts Unleashed, head over to heartsunleashed.com. See you next time, hearts.